0: From legendary locals, we all know, to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, when is a council vehicle allowance, not a vehicle allowance? Can the Bremer River ever be a pristine waterway? Should council divisional officers make a comeback? And does anyone really care if the Blackhall Monument is moved back to its original site? These topics and more in Over the Back Fence with Ashley Mack and Walter Williams. It's Thursday, March 25, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Time again to be joined by my Ipswich panel, Walter Williams. He's called Ipswich home for 30 years and you've heard his voice as a leading voiceover talent in Australia. Welcome, Walter. Ah, uh, Thank you very much,
1: Ellen. Pleasure to be
0: here. And Ashley Mack, who was born in Ipswich and he still blames growing up under power lines at Evervale for being a media tart. He's also a small business
2: owner. Come in, Ash. Get I mate, good to see you, good to see you Walt Thanks mate, you too
0: eh? Yeah, let's get straight to the issues at hand And uh, this one was first broken by uh, journalist Brian Bennion in the Facifern Guardian and Tribune This is about Councillor Andrew Fechner's car allowance And uh, I- I've just heard recently that the Crime and Corruption Commission will not investigate any claims of fraud against Councillor Fechner uh, Is this a storm in a teacup, Walter
1: uh, I don't know about a storm and a teacup. Uh, I, I, from what I can gather, this sort of happened automatic process, right, with Andrew Fechner accepting the $19,500 vehicle allowance, even though he doesn't own a car, which is bizarre. But um, uh, I was just thinking, was it arrogant or plain stupid? But it turns out it's an automatic thing. So, and no one needed to sign off on this allowance, did they? And and this is the thing, we... we have seen in past councils that ended up getting wiped out completely because of uh, lesser items. I mean, uh, the thing that happened with um, Andrew Antonelli was only a $10,000 amount compared to this, which is closer to 20000 uh, so as I say is it arrogant or is it just plain stupid and no one had to sign off on this we didn't uh, need the the ceo or the mayor knowing about it, it just it just happened it, but I, I just think they should be looking keeping a really closer eye on the finer detail in council because we need and council needs to put out
2: a much cleaner version of itself than it did a few years ago Ashley what do you think i and um, to me, I just think somebody was trying to uh, grandstand. I once said to a guy who, who was going to run for council, don't do it this time because all you're going to do is paint crosshairs on your forehead because for some yeah. reason you'll be a target for everything. And I think this is just somebody having a go at Fechner. What I find is it's it says in the rules it's for the procurement of a vehicle. Mm. Now, wouldn't a procuring a vehicle be also hiring an Uber Or hiring a taxi, or a bus.
0: You would think so. You would think so. But apparently, the policy is worded that it refers to a vehicle allowance for the cost of maintaining and running a vehicle. Well, I'd I'd
2: beg to differ because when I read it, it says for the procurement of a vehicle to cover, and I've actually looked it up before. certain items but look the guy's got to get around if he doesn't have a driver's license what is he going to do he's going to call a taxi and a taxi is a lot more expensive than driving your own car yes Mm. yes
1: so
0: basically yeah the
2: way isn't there
0: yeah the the council needs to tidy up the policy in double quick time so it allows for councillors who don't have driver's
1: licenses Mm.
2: yeah discriminates against people who don't want to drive
1: (laughs) and luckily it's been sorted so we won't have another uh, trigger of a dismissal well, we can be
0: thankful for that, I think, at this time in, in, <laughs> in Ipswich's history. Look, another item that was reported in the Fassifern Guardian and Tribune and, and possibly other media, I'm not sure, is that uh, former Mayor John Nugent and Councillor Paul Tully are calling for a return of single councillor divisions and they're saying, or he's saying, Councillor Tully is saying, that he is meeting residents at McDonald's because <laughs> he's got nowhere else. Well... Is that true? (laughs) Is that true? Or is Councillor Tully choosing to deliberately meet
2: residents at McDonald's, Ash? Well, there's plenty of council chambers and places you can meet. You don't have to go to McDonald's, mind you. It's not a bad spot if you don't mind the chips. Um, I don't understand why they want to go backwards to do it the way we did it before. Why can't we just keep it the way it is?
0: Each divisional council office, we've been through all that, how much it cost. It was, it was an extraordinary amount of money. You couldn't carry out any uh, council transactions. You couldn't pay your rates. You couldn't pay your dog, Rego. I think the current system of East, Middle and West is working really well. Ash? Uh, yes. Sorry, um, Walter?
1: Meeting at Backers. I'm loving it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with, with all due respect, why are we even listening to a former mayor uh, from two decades ago? John Nugent, look, lovely bloke, but really out of the public eye. And personally, I'm not a fan of the two councillor electorates, as I've already stated on this podcast earlier. Yes, you have. Or, or co-captains of sports teams. <laughs> we just don't win premierships that way. I just want to know why we've got these bigger areas. What's the point of it? Why, why don't we go to a, a system where we still have a certain amount of councillors, but,
2: but only one per electorate? Wouldn't two give you the opportunity for one to have a breather every once in a while because it's a 24-7 job? And if you're in there for how many years is the council, four years four and you years. don't get a, a time off, it's good to have, I think, two people running it because you know they, both of them stay across the whole thing and if one's away, one gets sick, you've still got someone there. Yeah, but we only have one mayor, we only have
1: one prime minister, one premier. Why do we have to have two people looking after one electorate, I, I just, I know what you're saying, that it is a 24-7 gig and, a, and that's the thing that they sign on for as well. Yeah,
0: but perhaps, perhaps there could be more discussion on it and we've got uh, eight councillors uh, and a mayor making up nine altogether. So perhaps maybe down the track it's eight divisions, not ten.
1: Do you think there's deeper personal conflicts at hand in Paul Tully's division than we know of? Um, Are they not getting along with their co-council?
0: Well, I don't think councillors have to get along as such. They don't have to be best buddies, <laughs> right? They just but have to make the... It does help, but they have to make the best decisions in the interests of the whole city, not just their division.
2: I've got a, I've got a feeling Paul wants to get a council and get into media. He's starting to run his own TV show on, on, on Facebook. I <laughs> <laughs> think you're
0: right. Yes, Paul Tully Media. All right, yeah. let's, let's move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And the the question going around is not is, is not just in Ipswich but is Ipswich undergoing a boom period for real estate prices and sales i spoke to june frank in the last couple of weeks she was mm. most enthusiastic as you would expect june to be about the current mm. market conditions now ash i'm going to throw this one to you first because you've dabbled in selling mm. real estate how is ipswich going at the moment
2: you like still got family in real estate and you hear stories if you're a if you have a rental property it's going to be full. There are people turning up, like 50 applicants turning up to open homes at rental properties. Wow. I heard a story where someone wow. went to an, op- an open home of rental property in Avon Street, Leichhardt, and waived an extra $50 at the agent and said, "If I'll pay an extra $50 a week just to get this. You can't get rental accommodation in this town. Mm. And that means that The market is is good for investors, and it also means at the moment, with the money being cheap, it's good for first home buyers. I think what's time on market at the moment? Something like a a week and a half. You are kidding me. Yeah, it's ridiculous. My my daughter just sold a property, and she had a first open home gone. Wow. And it's it's ridiculous. It's back to the two thousand and three. But how same, long will same, it last?
1: Same thing, actually, Ashley. Not in Ipswich, but in Brisbane. My daughter put a her property on the market on the Friday, sold on the Monday. Yeah, it's amazing. On open house.
0: Yeah. So what so we're it, hear, what we're hearing in the media, then you're telling me, is true.
2: Oh yeah, the figures for February are going to be out. You watch the jump in 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 prices. You cannot get stock. Agents are saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we need. They can't get listings because people aren't selling because of COVID. Right, and right, yep. what gets on the market goes quickly because there's more buyers than there are than there are uh, uh, sellers. And there was that story on the news the other night: a new farm property,
1: absolute falling around down around your dump, yeah. sold for over two million dollars to a young developer who's going to uh, split it up the property and sell it uh, and make an absolute fortune out of that. As long as they don't turn them into postage stand blocks of land I hate. Oh, they're them. going to be tiny. Yeah, they will. You know, new farm properties aren't big anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's extraordinary times for the city. So basically that that those incredible jumps we witnessed in the early 2000s where I think in one 12-month period properties went up $100,000 and yeah. and possibly more over a, a two-year period. Do you I think we'll, that. do you think we'll get to uh, that extent again?
2: I, th- I would I would go out in the limb and say, I think you're at top of the market. Now, anybody who's buying in is not going to make a lot of money for a while. No. It, it's doing that, <clears throat> that step thing it always does. Oh, All yes. of a sudden, bang up and then it'll stay flat for a while and then bang up and flat for a while. So I think we're at top of the market. I know
1: personally, my my little 28 perch in the CBD, Mm -hmm. um, since I bought it, it's gone up about seven times in value over 30 years. So that's not bad. Not a bad return on investment. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but
0: but of course, you've still got to have somewhere to live. So if if you sell now, you've got got to buy something else at the top of the market. Mm. Mm. It never ends. No. All right. Well, we'll all stay put then where we are.
1: The <laughs> Bremer River,
0: um, it's in the news this week for, uh, for you know, minor, minor to moderate flooding. Um, mm. But a couple of weeks ago, a retired expert had made comments in various media uh, about the sad state of the Bremer River. Now, we all know it's not the cleanest river, but what do we do about it? Everyone, se- yeah, everyone seems to have an opinion. I'll just kick it off by saying there was a lot of work done when uh, council owned uh, water and sewerage. And the Bundamba sewerage treatment plant was upgraded substantially to reduce the nutrients, I think it's referred to, going into the river. To, so the water, basically, we were told, the water that was coming out of the sewerage treatment plant going into the river was cleaner than the river itself. So what, what do we do to clean it up? We, we've got uh, a couple of hundred years of, of white settlement where mm. the land has been denuded. So every time we have a, a flood, we get all this runoff, and then when there's a drought, uh, the, the bottom section of the river is tidal and it doesn't get a chance to flush out. Is it mm. fixable? What do you think, Walt? You live, you live overlooking
1: the river. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and like you say, in recent times, uh, there's been more cases of flooding, but, but to the quality of the river itself, there's a certain stench about it when it does flood too. Uh, the Bremer River got a, an F on its report card. It had a flunk. I mean, the fish, there are signs up everywhere, notices along uh, the river heart that if you fish here and you catch fish, whatever you do, don't eat them. It, it's very much like a case of uh, Springfield and the Simpsons. You, you might end up with something with three heads uh, and we don't even have a nuclear power plant to bless ourselves with. But this river in my book, and I've said this for years, needs a massive overhaul, starting with some sort of form of dredging. Um, and, then, and once we get it to a state where this is a, a healthier river, Let's make better use of it with riverside concerts and events and things like that. How do we stop stuff going into the river? That's the big issue.
0: Mm. That's the big issue. You've How got do we the sediment. You've got the sediment runoff from the from the farmlands upstream, and you've got stormwater going into it. It's stormwater, dirty. Yeah.
1: It's grey, mm. so it's going to be you know, and it'll contain rubbish and nutrients. You refer to mm-hmm. not all good. No. So, um, yeah, it, it's a, ma- like I say, massive job, but uh, there's better minds than ours that could actually fix this, I reckon. It will take decades.
0: Another suggestion that was made in recent years that somehow we build uh, a small dam across the uh, city reaches of the Bremer River, and so it'll you know build up and be like a, a, a small lake. But the problem is keeping it flushed. It's tidal there. Mm. Um and it would eventually just dry up because there'd be no inflows from upstream. That's true. Yeah. We'll refer to the other Bremer River experts around and uh, you know perhaps Dr. Bill, you know, has a point and if he is if he keeps lobbying, who knows what they could come up with.
2: I remember when I was a kid, my dad took me down to show me the it was the uh, the ferry, the Mogul ferry. And he said when he was a kid, They used to set crab pots down there and catch crabs and take them home and eat them. You couldn't do that now, could you? No. You
1: can't even get the ferry up the river anymore. It used to stop near my place, but it hasn't been here for, for over a decade. Yeah,
0: well, that's just transport uh, transport demands changing. I think there. Well, plus the river. I think uh, that's depth
1: of the river changing. Depth
0: of the river too. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I was about to add that. (laughs) Uh, Another one in the news is the good old Blackall Monument, which is up there on the hill behind the hospital. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's calls, or there are calls, to move it back to Darcy Doyle Place, its original home. And again, I I might uh, kick this one off by saying. I can recall a council in the last 10 or 15 years examining that proposal, and I think it came back to cost. Absolutely prohibitive. How much is too much to move the Blackhall Monument back to Darcy Doyle Place? What do you think, Ash?
2: Well, what's wrong with where it is now?
0: Apparently it's out of the way and no one knows it's there.
2: Who's, who's upset about it? Like it, uh, a monument's a monument. <laughs> I don't see a problem. I'm, maybe that's I, – I don't like the, what they've done in the, the city with the, the malls and things. I reckon that should be just traffic. It should be like when I was a kid. That was a, a bus stop for the uh, – uh, what is it? Amberley Rosewood Bus Service when I was a kid. Yes. <laughs> I'd rather well, we go the, back no, that.
1: The, the Nicholas Street Mall is, is coming together nicely. I was down there on the weekend at the, uh, the food who Trucks uh, yep. Expo. And it was, it was brilliant. And hopefully they do more of that. They've got the place. But the, the people behind this one, Ash, uh, and for once you and I agree on something, uh, because I'm going, why move it? <laughs> uh, Deputy Mayor Marnie Doyle, I uh, don't know if she's any relation to the original Darcy Doyle. I love retaining monuments as much as the next bloke and way more than the Dean brothers, in fact. But
2: <laughs> at what cost to Ipswich? Do, do we have a, a, a bizarre focus on history here? Do we try and preserve not just the nice things but a lot of the crap as well?
0: Uh, well, I, I think it depends on your point of view. Are you you're trying to refer to the monument as crap?
2: No, I'm not saying the monument is, but I'm saying because Ipswich has such a focus on old homes yes. and we tend to – to our detriment, I think sometimes keep things. Do you remember that thing was beside McDonald's? People, it was just a standard old building that was beside McDonald's, and a lot of people put up a hoo-ha about it.
0: Oh, the old fire station.
2: Yeah, yes. the old fire. Yes, um, I thought it was a it was a mess. They could do a lot better things. Even the car park was better than it. Right. <laughs> sometimes we try to keep uh, the wrong things in this town be- under the name of heritage, um, and I don't see any reason why we need to move that that. Uh, monument, It can stay where it is. And I think council budget could be better spent on other things.
1: Uh, there's a lot of streets with no footpaths, just a basic. Yes. And you see mums struggling with prams, getting the kids off to school for the day, and they're trotting through something that should have a concrete footpath on it. But, no, we're talking about moving a drinking fountain. I love them as well. But I think you find Nicholas Street Mall's already got a few and even some dog-friendly drink fountains they put in there now. So... Well,
0: the panel is obviously very clear. Leave the monument where it is. Yeah. All right. Let's talk sport. we got to talk sport. The Jets had their season launch for 2021. How are they going to go this year, Walter?
1: I hope they go well, mate. We all do. Um, in, in the interest of full disclosure, I, I did used to um, do a thing with the QRL and Ipswich Jets are a client of mine as well. So um, in, the, in the VO business. But... Uh, I would just love to see the Jets get up over the Dolphins, <laughs> the, <laughs> the perennial the, rivals. Yeah, it's a it's a good old rivalry, and I love a good footy rivalry. You can't beat it, the greatest game of all, and it's good to see it back. and And I can hear it from my place when they, they crank it up on a Saturday afternoon or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's see the Jets. Bring it home in 2021. The old, the, old goes, go, the old saying
0: goes, the old saying, go Ipswich, go Jets,
2: Ashley. Yes. I was just going to say, just don't get too excited about it, otherwise somebody will want to build a stadium.
1: <laughs> well, they're already talking about that, aren't they? <laughs> I, I get your irony in that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, we, we, we do
0: need a Western Corridor NRL team. You think so?
1: Yeah.
2: I think yeah. it can work.
0: Because it would also include the catchment of Toowoomba to be fantastic.
2: Yeah, I suppose so. I remember being at the, uh, working at the radio station that was uh, there for the Broncos, and I couldn't work out what all the fuss was <laughs> having this team, this football team. This is a football team. Turned out I didn't pick that one very well, did I?
1: And they've had better years. Hmm. I don't think they've won a game for about uh, 12 or 13 games now. Is that right? Uh, yeah, but the Broncos will come back. Eventually.
0: (laughs) Eventually. Like all good sporting teams, they eventually come good. Walter Williams and Ashley Mack, another brilliant over-the-back fence. Thank you very much, and we'll do it all again next month. Look forward to seeing you then. Thanks, lads. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, People-powered web hosting, trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswitchtoday.com.au and click the donate button at the bottom of the page. You can follow this podcast on your favorite app including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.